Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind. Miyazaki's epic masterpiece of a brave young princess. Nausicaa. And her struggle to bring peace to the world's warring kingdoms. Who could have polluted the entire earth? You have to save the people of the valley. Princess, no! The valley's in danger! A timeless story of courage and compassion. In the face of danger. What a mysterious power she has. The magnificent and unforgettable film you won't want to miss. Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Me and My Dad Watch Anime. Where a thousand years have passed since the collapse of industrialized civilization and a toxic jungle spreads, threatening the survival of the last of the human race. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Hello, people. And this week, we watched Hayao Miyazaki's post-apocalyptic Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? Yeah, we're going to be doing PUI on this episode with a Louis M. Martini Ooh. Cabernet Sauvignon 2017. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm, uh... Let me take a sip. <sighs> yeah, we got to get that close to the mic. <laughs> mm, yes, very good. Could feel the martini. I have to acknowledge that I'm not high. After the, the last episode, I've decided I, I can't be cross-faded as the host. It's irresponsible of me, <laughs> but I will be uh, casually drinking this this class for sure. We'll have to make that judge whether it's better or for the worse, but... Yeah, once we finally start releasing these podcasts, once uh, the comment section comes in, they'll let me know if I should start yes. smoking pot again. Right. Dad, I know you're a diligent internet man. I know you're you're on the deep web looking for all the information about this uh, this movie. Can you tell me something you found out about it or what's the background information? Well, this is the first movie, well, not the first, but uh, the seminal movie that Miyazaki um, directed um, that led to the formation of, um, or the foundation of the Studio Ghibli. Hell yeah. And um, hugely critically acclaimed. I mean, it's probably considered one of the greatest, a lot of people consider it one of the greatest anime movies uh, of all time. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 88%. Metacritic is 86 out of 100, which for Metacritic, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. And uh, just universally acclaimed. Damn. Well, I don't really give a shit about what those people have to say because I'm looking for the letterbox. I'm looking at the deepest, the dregs. Yes. The people who are dragging themselves out of bed to talk shit on the internet. Uh, <laughs> we have. Just jumping right in. Half a star from Jeremy Jones on September 2012. Indescribably bad. It's like Speed Racer, shitty animation, meets Fern Gully. Bullshit didactic story. Films like this one make me regret deciding to work my way through IMDb's top 250. I wonder how mean Jeremy is to the rest of the 250, but he is, uh, you know, he can have his opinion. Uh, I think that's pretty harsh. That speed is... Racer, come <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, Speed Racer is not not a good sort of combination of uh, comparisons there. We have uh, two stars from Nate Lawler on August 2020. 
We have come to your land in the name of peace. That doesn't make any fucking sense. You just killed their king, and you're holding the town at tank point in the name of peace? What? Didn't really like this at all except the beginning. I also just... Uh, after they gunned down the <laughs> the bedridden king, it yeah, was all downhill from there. That's sort of hard to come back with the peace... Uh defense <laughs> yeah shoot first i i, I had the same later. reaction i was like wow they just killed the you know and even the the people you know of uh the valley just seemed to sort of like i mean not that they weren't shocked but mm-hmm. uh i mean they were ready to uprise nausicaa definitely reeled it in yeah but if you just see a man in bed with a sword not even standing and you come in there guns blazing you're the bad guy yeah. you're you're yeah. asking for you're asking yeah. for trouble there, there's no uh peace once you've killed the king so hell yeah dude (laughs) uh two stars from kim on july 2020 i saw booty i wanted to bring this up because this was something i saw a lot that people thought that nausicaa's pants were actually just her legs and her ass showing all the time and they were animating like she was getting an upskirt oh really yeah that was a lot of uh a lot of comments i saw yeah because when i just saw that i'm like I don't know what movie you saw, but I didn't see no booty. Yeah, I was looking at the hentai. That's that's where I <laughs> was searching for my, my letterbox. These are the Pornhub comment reviews. Uh, two stars for Danielle Garcia Vega on June 2018. Too many fucking bugs. As someone who is not deathly afraid, but someone who certainly doesn't like bugs to any capacity and will kill them on sight, this movie was a triggering, triggering, triggering experience for me. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Uh, I got another two stars from Peace Stead on May 2016. I'm going to press these plastic keys and write some words. People can look at my words and interpret them. Look how the words appear. That will help people understand that I am baffled by the admiration for these childish films. It's a little snarky, Peace Stead. I would I would reel it in, but, you know, you do you, do you, you do you. Yeah, Peace Stead, we don't need your crap. Then we have uh, two, two and a half stars. One is going to be from Shelby M.T., on October 2020. These stars are for the squirrel cat and the squirrel cat alone. And I stand for the squirrel cat. Yeah. The little fox squirrel is, uh, what, Tito? I wish I had one of those things. Yeah, I thought that was, it looked like a Pokemon or something. Yeah, it looked kind of like an Eevee. If, I don't know if you're going to catch that reference, but anyone listening is probably be like, yeah. I actually think I do because I remember playing your uh, Pokemon, or Pokemon, hey, Pokemon um, video game. When you know, you guys were youngsters. Pokemon is an anime. We might have to dip in to that sweet, sweet anime uh, or Pokemon juice, dude. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I have watched my share of Pokemon. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be too far only out. because of you kids. But uh, hey, we can do it. Great. And our final review, the another two and a half. It's from Andrew Pink on October twenty twenty. Obama. <laughs> Which, I I mean, shout out to uh, former President Obama, but I constantly throughout the movie is like, who the fuck brought Barack into this movie? Why yeah. is this old lady just taking... Well, it wasn't really Obama. I know, I know. Obama. <laughs> Obama. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, w- it was slipping in, into my mind. But that's the only take the kid had from the whole, or the guy from the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, Andrew wasn't paying attention too much. He, he <laughs> kind of checked out right away. Dad, where do you want to shine the spotlight on this movie? There's there's a lot of things that we could talk about here. Well, um, the whole, I mean, it's it's apparent that Miyazaki has this anti-war. I mean, it seems like that's a theme in a lot of his his movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I felt like that came to light. And just the, uh, the, the thing where it seems like he's always trying to have a situation where nature or, you know, there's a balance between humans and, mm-hmm. and nature. And that, that seems to be a, uh, a common theme amongst some of the Miyazaki movies. And uh, that's what I, you know, took away from this one. Yeah, I, I would have to say this is – he was writing the blueprint. He had Princess Mononoke on the on the back burner. He's like, I'm going to get the test run out. I'm going to write a manga, you know, about it. This this was all a process to get to that that sweet Princess, Mon, uh, Princess Mononoke. Right. For me, I – this is just another example of a great female character. I love Miyazaki's uh, depiction of female characters. I don't see too many male directors – even come close most of the time, whether it be animation or uh, live action. But I like Nausicaa. I'd like the story. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, I'm obsessed with Shia LaBeouf. So anytime he's in anything, I'm just like, yeah, dude, Shia, you're as bell as hell. You absolutely should be in this movie. Who Who is Shia vo- voicing Asbel? Yeah, Asbel, yeah, the little yeah. the boy. He, yeah, there were some interesting uh, voice uh, actors in this. I thought it was one of the better uh, voice-acted movies, especially from a Ghibli movie. I mean, Uma Thurman did great. Christ, I f- don't remember what the actress who did Nausicaa, but, you know, Shia. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was just on their A-game. Disney yeah. really put this one together, especially after their, the debacle of the Wind of the Warrior or the Warrior of the Wind. Yeah, they sort of butchered it and changed it, and which led to... Ultimately, Miyazaki saying, you know, no more of that, uh, the no cuts. The katana. Uh, yes, exactly. The Harvey Weinstein. Right. Right across the dick. <laughs> <laughs> what were your unintentional lessons or what was just a general takeaway that you took from this movie? Don't mess with the bugs. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to stay away from any sort yeah. of bugs. Yeah. Uh, that was one of mine. Insects and humans can't live in the same world. It's it's untenable. Yes. Once you have more than a handful, it's it's over. They're all gonna start ganging up on you. Uh, I also had don't burn away what might seem toxic. So if anyone out there is having relationship problems and they feel like maybe their their boyfriend or girlfriend is a little bit rotten or on the toxic side, wait it out. Maybe there's there's some purifying uh, qualities underneath the surface. You never really quite know. And then finally, my last one was just save the planet. Let's all get our shit together. We are uh, going to be in a hellscape if we don't really <laughs> start recycling more, maybe. I Absolutely. don't really know. Absolutely. I hope you were paying attention, Dad. I know I always say that. This movie, like many that I've watched with you, you started off by sleeping. So I can only hope you're second <laughs> and maybe second <laughs> or no, third. I, I got through the whole thing in, in one take, yes. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, as always... I've come with the ringers. There's a lot of tough categories. Uh, and Three Lies and a Truth is no easier than any of them. All right, man. Give me the ball. All right, all right, all right. So, first entry. Miyazaki, regarded as a master craftsman, has been known to avoid arbitrary creative choices, whether that be in a storyboarding or character design. So when the topic of Nausicaa's physique was addressed in a 1984 interview shortly after the film's release, Miyazaki revealed why he chose to give Nausicaa large breasts, saying, She's got big breasts, hasn't she? They're not big, just so that she'd be able to nurse her children. She doesn't have them to attract guys. 
When the castle guards and the old women die, Nausicaa holds them as they pass away, so that's why she has them. They have to be big. You see, when they're held to your chest or held to her chest, it puts them at ease before death. So I think she had to have breasts that size. Preach. Okay. Preach, Miyazaki. Okay. Uh, while Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind was based on a manga of the same name, this is the second entry, written by the director himself, since the film's release and the subsequent completion of the manga, Miyazaki has stated in an interview translated by Rocket News that he never truly wanted to write the manga in the first place, and he had only done so as a way to properly fund what would be his first studio-backed film. He said, I was actually opposed to writing the manga. I'm not a fan of the medium. Nausicaa, to me, was always meant to be an animated film and seen on a large screen. At the time of production, the serialization wasn't finished yet, but I truly wanted to move past it so I could animate what I know or what I knew would be the ending. For our third entry, we have uh, Miyazaki, a well-known feminist, has created some of anime's most endearing female characters. But this was not always the case. In an interview with Viz Media, the director stated that he experienced many difficulties with writing a character like Nausicaa after his primarily male debut, Castle of Cagliostro. I tried very hard to think about a 16-year-old, what to think, uh, what a 16-year-old would think. In this world, I don't understand entirely. I used to ponder whether Nausicaa and I had the same kind of dreams as a way of getting into her head, but I kept hitting a wall. Miyazaki would only come to find an answer to his prediction or, excuse me, predicament, after having a conversation with his wife. I asked her, I said, if you were this girl in a world poisoned by nature, what would you want? Her answer was that she would want to fly. In our final entry, in promotion for the film, the movie's production and distribution companies, Topcraft and the Toei uh, Company, funded what would effectively be a working prototype of Nausicaa's signature glider. Costing just shy of 5 million yen as part of the film's advertising budget, the glider was equipped with a working engine, retractable wings, and was even flown from an adjacent building top onto what was the red carpet event for the film's debut at the Toho Cinema in Shinjuku. Currently, the glider resides on display at the Ghibli Museum in Mataka as an attraction, where every day at noon, the glider's engine ignites in its blue flame. Dad, what is a lie? Or if you just want to go right for the, the slam dunk, what's the No, trip? I'm going to go, you know, top to bottom here. Okay. Um, the first one about the, the big breasts, mm -hmm. I don't buy that one. You don't buy that one? No. All right, we're done. That was it. That was the truth. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Are you serious? Dead ass, yeah. You know, Miyazaki had to get his, his, his big titty anime girl in. Everybody has one. That's incredible. He's a master. He has to have reasons. He, you know, big breasts aren't just for bouncing. They're for they're nurturing the the old as they die in your arms. Obviously, I mean, wow. Well, what did you think was the truth? Well, I knew something about the uh, the glider um, that they actually did do a prototype of that. Oh, did they? Yeah, I made that up. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I just kind of made that up. I no, just... they actually. Um, I don't know if it actually was able to fly, but they did some kind of a prototype based on that glider. Really? Yeah. Wow. I uh, that's amazing that you just made that up. Yeah, I guess, you know, I got lucky. <laughs> Sometimes the stars align when you're making shit up. Well, I guess we could just... Well, what was the other ones I just want to see? Uh, he did base something on the, on the manga, right? He, well... It was uh, that was one of those things that was the opposite of what it was. He didn't actually 
the movie process was very difficult for him. He didn't really want to make it into a movie. He didn't think it was going to work because, first of all, the manga wasn't finished. It took 12 years to eventually complete. Yeah, I read that. I, sw- I swapped the details on that. And then the other one, the the wife one, I just made that out uh, wholesale. <laughs> uh, wow, man. I just, I, I think I, I twisted an ankle and got pulled from the game. I didn't even shoot. It's tough. It's tough. You've got some ice on your ankle. You're probably going to go back into the locker room oh. and jump in that ice bath because you just got fucking ejected for, yeah. in the first tip-off. I think tip I started off. a fight or something. Yeah, at the tip-off, you yeah. punch someone in the nuts yeah. and they yeah. sent you home. That's tough. Hey, well, let's keep the metaphors going because we're technically not done yet. So maybe they're going to bring you back. Let's just say you got a foul. Uh, okay. You might have to sit on the bench the year second. So now we're playing Were You Paying Attention? So the first question. When Lord Yupa arrives at another destroyed city, he comes across a doll that turns to dust in his hand. What color was the doll's shirt? Was it A, pink, B, blue, C, green, or D, purple? I believe it was blue. Incorrect. It was pink. <clears throat> the coach is giving you the hairiest eye he could possibly... He, you're already on the hot seat. Let's, was it pink? Let's, it was pink, yes. Yeah. Uh, question number two. As Lord Yupa is being chased by an enraged Ohm at the film's beginning, we get a good look at some of the creature's more prominent features. How many eyes does an Ohm have? Is it A, 10, B, 12, C, 14, or D, 16? Oh, man. They get a lot of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say 12. So close. It's uh, 10? it's twelve, but they have two on the side. They have one on each side, so it's fourteen. Uh, it's uh, they hide them a little bit when they're running. They're like a lower eye on its hip. It's very, it's a tricky question. Okay. Uh, that doesn't help your 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 no. shooting percentage. You're fucking garbage right now. I'm still. I mean, I hobble back on the court, but I'm I'm not right. Yeah, we have the trainer waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number three. After their escape. Nausicaa addresses both of Yupa's horse claws by name. What were their names? Was it A, Dorok and Sapata? B, Kai and Quay? C, Chico and Gore? Or D, Hebi and Kara? Oh, damn. I should know this. I'm going to say Dorok and Sapata. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Boy. We're heading into halftime at this no, point. Okay. It's looking grim. We're down 20. You fumbled the ball. Yeah. <laughs> We're just switching between sports There's now. almost no chance I'm getting in this game at this point. I'm, I'm on the bench. No. They're putting you in the COVID protocol. You're not yeah. even sick. They're just yeah. trying to get rid of your ass. Let's let's try to clean up our act. We have we have three more. We can get through this. Confronted with the murder of King Jin, or Jill. Jill? Whatever his goddamn name is. Nausicaa flies into a rage and attacks a handful of Tomikian guards, killing all of them in the process. How many guards does Nausicaa kill? Is it A, three, B, four, C, five, or D, six? I'm going to say five. No. No, it was close. It was four. It was just four of the guards and uh, whatever Kushana's helper was in Obama. Right, right. Just looking over the body. (sighs) Well, it's the end of the game. You somehow picked up a foul, so you're at the free-throw line. Let's see if we could finish strong. 
As the Tomikians invade the Valley of the Wind, we are shown a glimpse, a glimpse of their kingdom's flag. What pair of creatures and weapon appear on their crest? Is it A, two horses and a lance? B, two phoenixes and a spear? C, two dragons and a sword? Or D, two fish and an axe? I'm pretty sure it's two dragons and a sword. Swish. Nice. You fucking it rattled around, but that shit dropped. <laughs> let's try to. We're 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 hoping to finish strong. Nobody yeah. wants to get roasted on the bus back home, so let's let's try to get this one into. <laughs> Along with their crest, we are told where the Tolmekians are in relation to the valley. Are the Tolmekians from the north, the south, the east, or the west? So A, B, C, D. Uh, where were they from? I'm going to say the south. We got some western Tolmekians coming in. Western? Western Tolmekians. They they rebounded your missed shot and they dunked on you somehow. This is one of your worst performances. It is. Truly is. I think you need to throw that Cam Newton head towel on and, yeah. and take a seat. I knew I was going to have trouble with this one because there just wasn't a lot of... I knew you were going to go for obscure stuff. I mean, not the... Uh, this is... I would consider this one of the easiest ones I've ever done. Really? Yeah. This... I mean, a lot of these... Uh, there wasn't really much uh, for me to work with with this movie. So I was... I thought you were going to sink these all. Well, so. that's what I'm saying. It didn't seem like there was, like, easy things to pick out of this. Mm-hmm. But obviously, hey. I uh, I wasn't paying attention. We we all have I sort of fell asleep in the first watch, so... <laughs> You, it sounds like you fell asleep on the second one too. <laughs> oh no! Let's let's cool down. Let's drink a little bit more of this wine. We need to relax Woo. after a, t- a tough game. We're playing Would You Rather now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. I'm gonna toss you a softball just to get this thing rolling. Would you rather have a pet fox squirrel or a pet horse claw? So the thing that Yupa was riding on right. and her little pet. Uh, yeah, I, I like the squirrel. The fox squirrel. You'd rather have the squirrel. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost partial to the horse claw because you could ride that motherfucker everywhere. I feel like it's got pretty good mileage too. It's probably really fast. You wouldn't have to. You know, all you have to do is feed it. You don't have to fill it up like a car. Fuck a fox squirrel. I could just get a cat. That's true. I mean, depending on my uh, what I had as an option for uh, transportation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. there was, there's no uh, cars in. Uh, the post-apocalyptic world but uh no kias nothing no rondos it's just horse claws okay would you rather try to escape a pit of quicksand or land an airplane during an electrical storm without any prior training so two deadly situations how do you think you would fare which would you rather do i'm gonna have to say the quicksand you do the quicksand? Yeah. I mean, landing the plane with an electrical storm, I can't even imagine. Uh, I'm pretty sure that'd be a crash landing. If you, I mean... The quicksand, though, is scary. I mean... Have you ever heard of, like, a way to get out of quicksand? I know there's, like, techniques or something to help you, but I thought you were just supposed to stay still. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much are, hoping somebody comes by. You just sit there and scream until your head goes under. <laughs> that's tough <laughs> dying under supposedly vines or something but yeah yeah on your indiana the Jones more, i guess the, the more you move the quicker you sink so you're supposed to sort of keep still 
I'm almost inclined to take the airplane just because I feel like hypothetically maybe someone else on the plane would want to try it and I could just say, hey, it's not my fault that <laughs> the plane went down. But, you know, I could also maybe dip a little bit. I went I went to the one of these NASA things and I remember landing a plane, so I think that's all it takes. You know, <laughs> do you, have really? you, do you know what I'm what, talking do, about? Do you land the space shuttle? Yeah, yeah. I'm a Buzz Aldrin of myself. Yeah, it was right. fucking crazy. Uh, would you rather live in a, an apocalyptic world where you can't breathe the air because it's poisonous or a world infested by giant bugs, but it's the world we live in now? So, so a place that's inhospitable or a place that's infested with bugs that are probably going to kill you or try to kill you at least. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be in a world where I can't breathe the air. I mean, if I'm always wearing a mask. Oh, we are always wearing a mask now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Nausicaa. Because <laughs> um, I feel like we could, you know, fight off the bugs. You think so? Yeah. What if they're just giant like the Ohm? Like they're stampeding monsters. Like they'll just cripple a whole city just by walking through it. That's true. They're, they are humongous. But at the same point, I mean, it all. I mean, if it's in the world today, I think we have the firepower to put them down. Yeah, you think we could drop a nuke? Yeah, yeah. Great. I'm well, glad we have the nukes at our disposal. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, warfare, would you rather fight a small army of foreign invaders with the current residents of your town? So anyone who lives in, you know, where you live, you would be fighting against some invader, uh, or swim a hundred yards in an acid lake. So one seems one a little, you know, shorter than the other, but you might be going against the Russians. Well, I, can't, I don't see how you can come out on top swimming in an acid lake. I think, I, I guess it's how much it's diluted. You might come out with some really crazy burns, but you probably will live in that situation. Okay, you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, your dick and balls are just mutilated, though, because they're just getting singed. They probably will go up your penis. Am I properly equipped when this... Uh army of foreign invaders come or am i just like waking up and finding out that you're waking up and you're seeing them parachuting out of a fucking plane like yeah. that one movie with josh peck and chris hemsworth i can't even remember what it is is there no mercy are they going to kill me one way or another uh they're here to here they're here to take the town it doesn't matter who the fuck is here they're coming for you so it, it's like the beginning of a war uh or you just get it over with you just kind of accept the burns and you take the lake uh, I'm going to fight. Okay. What the hell? I think I'd do that too. Yeah. I don't want acid going up my dick hole. Nah, that's, <laughs> that's some scary shit. Yeah. It's that in yeah. like... You're scarred for life and, you know, you look like a freak and... Uh, <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to anyone burn my acid. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but no, you can... Uh, I like my chances. Okay. That's great. I think I would probably do the same. I mean, I don't think a lot of people and... Uh, you know, I'm not going to dox myself, but in the Asheville area, I don't know how many people are ready to start fighting. But, you know, I, I could be wrong. We have two more. Uh, would you rathers? Number five is going to be, would you rather lose both legs and an arm to an ohm and receive no prosthetics or get into a sword fight to the death with Lord Yupa, who is the sword master of the valley? So this is a more more of a fighting versus pain sort of thing. <laughs> Would you rather fight for your life or just take a take a loss? So basically, I have no arms and no legs. So. Well, you got one arm. 
You're in oh. a Kushada situation oh, where she's I, got your. Well, I lose both legs, but I have one arm, so I can feed myself. Yeah. 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 You could drag yourself along the ground. You probably have a weird way of shitting, but you know, you're alive. I'm. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm going to duel with Lord Yupa. Oh I mean, God. he's the master, but whatever. I might get lucky. You, you know? have just the most confidence believing you're going to take on all these yeah. entities, giant bugs, foreign invaders, and Lord Yupa. It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't see what the purpose of living with just one arm. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, I only need one arm to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you cape the arm, man? Yeah. Yeah, all right. You got to have some way of, like, making life better for yourself. If it's not eating, it's stroking it. <laughs> if you're going against Yupa, it's over. That man is taking your goddamn life. Yeah, there's no way you're supposed to survive that. Well, I guess if it's life or death, maybe I'll I'll just sit in bed with my one arm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad we we made a concession. Do we have internet or anything? I mean, oh yeah, oh, you're okay. you're fine. You okay. just don't have an arm and two. Oh, okay. You're just yeah. It's probably not that bad. No. It's just the no prosthetics thing. Yeah. That sucks. I got an easy one uh, for our last question. Would you rather just never shave your mustache and look like all of the men of the valley or have to wear a mask for the rest of your life? Mm, wear a mask? Yeah. Nah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I'll just not shave my mustache. Yeah, and that technically would just be your mask. Yeah. It seems like they were probably yeah. okay with that. Well, we, uh, we banged through that one. I hope you're feeling a little bit more rejuvenated. Yeah, after my previous over or whatever. Yeah. In the, the cross metaphor of football and uh, basketball, you were ejected, you fumbled, uh, <laughs> you got COVID. Yeah. It was a it was a bitch. It was a poor performance. Well, let's let's try to move past just the, the sadness of our, our previous history with some of these categories and let's think about the future. Well we're playing some Ghibli all grown up. I'm looking for potential sequel ideas. I'm looking for just how you kind of see the the characters moving on from the the events of Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. You got any ideas? Well, I think that Nausicaa and Asbel obviously hook up. They get married. Great. But I'm looking, you know, way into the future because, you know, initially, you know, they're starting to make, they're trying to make friends with the bugs and stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, as time goes on, their kids grow up. Um, they start finding some of the technology that, you know, was lost years before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is going way out. But, you know, all of a sudden they, you know, create cell phones. <laughs> again? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they came back around. And, it's like, let's uh, try yeah. this again. And, uh, you know, the youth start, you know, being swayed. And there's, you know, the bugs are still around. But, you know, there's this whole racist bug thing that's going on. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, and they decide to build a wall. What is this? Uh, what's that fucking movie with the alien bugs? Uh, oh, District Nine. <laughs> oh yeah, District Nine, where they the well, that's the aliens. Yeah, that come yeah, down the races from, against the bugs. Oh yeah. So they the bugs become sentient. They become race, or we become racist towards the bugs. Oh yeah. And we have the internet. Is yeah. that your idea? And yeah, one of the lead, you know, the leader decides that you know he comes to power and he he wants to build a wall to keep the bugs out. Great. And uh, what know, about the ones that can fly over it? Well, we just shoot them, <laughs> shoot them out of the sky, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, it's really the, those. We're not concerned about those. We're concerned about the ohms. So yeah. we have to build this massive wall, and we use all of our resources when they could be better used. For sure. 
but then the people realize that you know it's ridiculous and stupid and uh they uh get rid of the ruler and then we vote in a, a senile yupa yes <laughs> who brings us back to the glory days right yeah it's, yeah <laughs> yupa who's like at this point like 150 or something and barely yeah, yeah but could barely yeah. pick up his sword yeah. buddy he's yeah. a he's a ruler they trot him out there and then he becomes ruler and that's not a bad idea. It's a little on the nose if we're looking for political commentary <laughs> in a in a post-Trump world, but I like it. I guess f- I had two ideas. One is technically not a sequel, but a prequel. I want to see how LaSalle got onto this plane that she ended up on, which the fact that she even is preserved after the giant explosion is a huge question, is how the fuck did she just not become incinerated with yeah. every other person on that fucking plane. Yeah, that was a stretch. And then Nausicaa just busted her shirt open and peeked at her tits. Yeah, I noticed that. And I and, and she looked at it and it was like she was like, there was like shock on her face or something. Like she saw something. It was like, what did she see? Yeah, maybe she just had a small one of my uh, questions to the director because I was just like, okay. Yeah. She unzips her, <laughs> her top and she takes a look and then she zips it back up like, oh shit. As a chesty girl herself, Nausicaa was maybe just unimpressed with whatever LaSalle had going on. She <laughs> she wanted yeah, her to step she up. She just wanted to make sure nobody came and, you know, took her uh her position as the largest breasted woman in the uh in the, <laughs> the, <kingdom. laughs> the She was like folded it down, she's like, Yeah, no, I got her beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. I, you know, she might have uh, you know, got rid of her right there. That's a coveted position. Not a lot of girls will admit it, but being the chestiest girl in a in a group is is you know, that's a title. <laughs> but I know, to round out the point. Uh, in this prequel, it's going to be essentially LaSalle's bug on a plane, or bugs on a plane, like snakes on a plane for Samuel L. Jackson. She's, you know, I just, I guess, just want this little white girl to play Sam Jackson on this <laughs> situation and okay. eventually go down with the plane. I have another sequel idea. Mine is more, almost maybe it could just be a TV show, but it's going to feature Nausicaa getting her Steve Irwin on. She's going to go back in the forest, maybe start wrestling with these fucking bugs, opening up their mouth. Like, who knows if she may will adopt some sort of valiant uh, quasi-Australian accent. But I think I think her ability to pull her wild thornberry bullshit and, and talk to these animals can be monetized in such a way that maybe she's bringing a little bit more cheddar into to the valley. No, I think she could I, be a local I can celebrity. see that, yeah. She's definitely bringing, you know, the bugs and making them, you know, acceptable to the people and... Uh, Big happy ending, but yeah, we're just riding on the ohms. Yeah. It's gonna be a great old time. That's public transportation in the valley. We're just <laughs> <laughs> taking one bug from one place to the other. We are rounding out this one. Uh, I know those might not be our best ideas, but let's talk about the best of the best because we're trying to put some of these these characters, these moments, trying to put Nausicaa up on the the Rushmore. Okay, we have a couple of categories here. Uh, we're gonna start off with best female villain. So, does Kushana beat out Meryl Streep as Miranda Priestly in Devil Wears Prada, Helena Bohem Carter as Bellatrix Lestrange from the Harry Potter series, the Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, and Regina George in Mean Girls? And I have a couple honorable mentions. One is uh, Angelina Jolie in Maleficent, Mystique from X-Men, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians, Oren Ishii from Kill Bill, Alex Forrest 
uh, fan favorite of the podcast, the uh, bunny uh, roaster from Fatal Attraction, uh, and then Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Does Kushana get onto the Rushmore? Yeah, those are a lot of uh, very evil villain female villains, so I don't, I, I can't put her up there because, I mean, she she does sort of come around in the end. Yeah. Right? Well, she leaves. She just yeah. kind of dips out at the end of the movie. Yeah. Everyone is cool about it. Uh, you know, yeah, everybody he, in the Valley is forgiving. Especially there's, yeah, no revenge on the fact that she killed the king. And uh, yeah, everyone yeah. is just like, whatever. That just cool got forgotten. It's all under the bridge in the Valley. <laughs> Everybody's just, you know, going with the wind. Yeah. Some of these, you know, when I was making these categories, this is really a, a murderer's row. So I don't know. This is tough for Nausicaa, but we're going to go best dystopian worlds. And how I describe best, I guess I'm going to read them all off and you can sort of decide like the one that maybe you would want to be a part of and not so much the one that would be uh, the worst of the worst. But I had does Nausicaa's poison dystopia beat out the Planet of the Apes, uh, Mad Max, the Hunger Games or the Zombieland universe. Uh, And for my honorable mentions, I had The Road which is not even a nice place to be. Uh, The Terminator universe, Snowpiercer, uh, War of the Worlds, I Am Legend, Battleship Troopers, and Akira. So Battleship Troopers is probably the closest analogous or or the closest thing that we can get. But do you think the Poison Dystopia is going to get on this list? I am inclined to put them on there. Really? Yeah, because, I I mean, they got these crazy, you know, huge bugs. I mean, these spores that they can't, you know, there's all this place. I mean, of course, there's one area in the valley that's protected. Mm-hmm. But a lot Barely. of these other places are uh, at least hospitable, if not, you know, war. Yeah, riddled but, by yeah. androids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, which one would you take off? You're not trying to fight the, um, the apes? You don't want to do Bad Max? I'd take the Hunger Games off. you say fuck the Hunger Games? Yeah. That's fair. Oh, wait a minute. Planet of the Apes? Well. You'd be fighting against big-ass monkeys who will tear your face off or shoot you in some of the later movies. So these are smart apes. Uh, Mad yeah, Max, the Hunger Games is probably what I'd take off. Yeah, okay. It does seem to be the most civilized of the dystopian world, although these children are hunting one another. Of course, Zombieland might, I might take that off too. Yeah? Yeah. I picked that one. I, I had considered... You know, I always kind of tread the line between movies and TV shows and what I want to include because I never really know. But Zombieland, it seemed like the zombies are dumb. So it didn't seem like it would be the worst zombie world to be in. You know, Snowpiercer's pretty bad. Yeah, you're just on a fucking <laughs> train. train going through uh, frozen tundra. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not getting into the back of the train. That's just not me. <laughs> the next category, we have best fictional rides. So does Nausicaa's Glider beat out Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon, Batman in his Batmobile, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and Aladdin's Magic Carpet? And I had a few honorable mentions. Uh, the Hell Cycle from Ghost Rider, the Mach 5 from Speed Racer, Kit from Knight Rider, uh, the Cat Bus from My Neighbor Totoro, Herbie from Herbie, uh, Goku's Nimbus in DBZ and the Cinderella's Cinderella's Pumpkin Chariot. Does the glider get onto that top four? That's a hard one. Nah, I can't. I can't put it up there. But I mean, it's cool. But it's just a glider. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know you can 
fly like that. But the Millennium Falcon, come on. Yeah, it's untouchable. Yeah, And who wouldn't want the Batmobile? Who wouldn't or who would? No, who wouldn't want it? Oh, I mean, okay. I'd, want, I'd want the Batmobile. I really, you got to wonder what the gas mileage is on some of these industrial vehicles that these superheroes are driving around. The Batmobile can't get more than 15 miles a Yeah, gallon. but wasn't it like rocket powered or something or no? What? I mean, yeah, just because you got Nas on your fucking supermobile doesn't mean it, it doesn't burn through gasoline. <laughs> And come on, the DeLorean, if yeah. I could go back in the future, <laughs> yeah, the, that actually is probably at the top of the list. Come on. The Magic Carpet was probably the, the weakest. Like, yeah, that is probably the weakest. But it's it's a Magic Carpet. It's got personality. At least it's like hanging out with you. Uh, so there's a little bit more to it than just a, an inanimate glider. Um, we have a couple more. Best non-Disney princesses. And I did non-Disney because this whole list would be just fucking Disney people. Um, does Nausicaa herself beat out Robin Wright as Princess Buttercup in The Princess Bride, Fiona from Shrek, Princess Leia from Star Wars, or Ghibli legend Princess Mononoke in Princess Mononoke? And uh, the honorable mentions are Thumbelina, Xena, Warrior Princess, Princess Zelda, Princess Peach, Anne Hathaway as Mia Thermopolis in The Princess Diaries, Anastasia from Anastasia, and Princess Amidala from The Naboo. Where's Nausicaa getting on this? Is she is she making a bid? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. No. No. I don't even know what the weak like the weak link is because I mean I guess maybe. Robin well, Ray, in terms but... of I mean your honorable mentions, I mean Princess Amidala from Naboo. Well, then she she became a queen, I guess. That was really the thing. She became yeah. Queen Amidala. I mean, if you want to put uh, Nausicaa in the honorable mentions, then you can kick her right off. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Fuck Natalie Portman. Yeah. After seeing that movie the other day, what was it called? Jude Law. Closer. Yeah. That, I, yeah. I can't look at her the same. After she <laughs> bent over and showed her asshole to Clive Owen. <laughs> disgusting so so unnecessary wow i wouldn't go there come on i I was offended by that movie i don't know if this is the time and place to talk about closer or no we're not gonna dive into other movies but um oh you know maybe that's another podcast for it's not like we're not diving into other movies anytime we're talking about them all the time (laughs) in the middle of talking about other movies uh best animal companion so does tito the fox squirrel beat out toto from uh, Wizard of Oz, Pikachu from the Pikachu movies, Scooby-Doo from the titular Scooby-Doo, uh, or Lassie from Lassie. And there's a couple honorable mentions. I had Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon, uh, Doug, the talking dog from Up, Hedwig from Harry Potter, Raj from Aladdin, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, Pluto from uh, the Disney movies, Garfield, Gizmo from the Gremlins, Brian Griffin from Family Guy, Sam I Am, or excuse me, Sam from I Am Legend, uh, Snoopy from Charlie Brown and Old Yeller. This is probably one of the hardest categories anyone could get into because these people are all classic. Yeah, I'm not going to put uh, the fox squirrel out there. No. No. You're not even kind of looking at Lassie maybe as the weak link or... No, oh, come on, Lassie. <laughs> I guess when you have a, uh, a TV show named after you, you can't, you can't be kicked off that. I mean, Lassie, I mean, you could basically... What what what's going on, girl? What's going on? You know, and <laughs> Lassie. Yeah, yeah, Lassie. You're like what? Uncle, something's you know, you know, fell down the, the well. Fell down the well. <laughs> Somebody's ODing. 
Come on, Lassie, bring me over there. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the fox squirrel. What is his name? Tito. Yeah, Tito. Yeah. Do you think Lassie has a reboot potential? Like he's like helping just some family find their like drugged out uncle or you know their cousin. Who's... That's a good. That's a good question. I mean, you would have thought that somebody who tried to resurrect the Lassie franchise. Yeah. <laughs> the conglomerate. Maybe Netflix. I mean, come on. I just don't think shows about animals are going to really ever push the needle. There's a lot of those movies, though, that have a dog. You know, what was the one about the basketball dog there? Air Bud. Air Bud. You know, <laughs> you know what? A... I should have maybe put Air Bud on here. He my is... dog Skip. Yeah, don't fucking talk about yeah, my dog Skip. <laughs> There's no better animal companion than one that can give you an assist in the low pain. Old so. Yeller. Oh, yeah, well, he got shot, so yeah. that's why I put that at the, the honorable mentions. All yeah. these other people are... I think alive. Maybe Hedwig is dead and I can't remember. Uh, here's our last Rushmore. Best movie monster. Does the Ohm beat out the Thing from the Thing, the Xenomorphs from Alien, uh, Godzilla from Godzilla, and uh, I had the Rancor from Star Wars, but I might have swapped these out with one of the honorable mentions. But I had also for the honorable mentions, I had the Cloverfield monster from Cloverfield, uh, the aliens from Attack the Block, Predator from Predator, the creature from the Creature of Black Lagoon, King Kong, and Frankenstein's monster. And I feel like this is maybe one of my more uneven lists. I feel like that things could be swapped around, but let's try to focus on the Ohm. Is the Ohm coming close at all? Yeah, I mean, there it's a good movie monster, but I don't think it's as classic as the ones that you have listed. Mm-hmm. I think the Rancor, because he gets his ass kicked uh, in the pit, dying like, you know, what by Luke's hands? I can't even remember how that happened. No, slices him. I'm having a hard time even placing that rancor. It's the big monster that when Luke falls into the the, it's when he goes to see Jabba. It's that big monster. He's got chains on. It's like claymation. Oh, okay. Almost claymation, something like that. Yeah, I I remember that, but not gonna do it for you. No. Another tough week for the movies that we feature on this podcast. When we're trying to just put them into these bigger contexts, we yeah. well, every once in a while, we we do put somebody on the on the you know the Rushmore, but mm. it's it's usually a hard you know list to crack. I'm glad that we're finally the gatekeepers. We get to decide <laughs> who gets to go up. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. The the person yeah. to I get to say no. That's really the important yeah. thing. Well, you wonder if if anime is at you know a disadvantage. I mean, a lot of these movies are not you know they're not really competing in a in an animation well i mean some of the, the i guess the animals a lot of those some were, of them are but yeah hey i mean anime has to be considered a real art form we got to put it against the best yeah. of the best well if that's I'm, what we're here for yeah <laughs> we're bring to light that anime is definitely you know something that we have to uh, consider and uh they are deserving to be on the on these rushmores so we're going to we, continue to do it if we get somebody another Oscar nomination for our, our critique of the movie, that's what we're really looking for. We're trying to get people some awards. We're also trying to get people into this movie. We're trying to recast this movie as a live-action Netflix recast. I know we have, a, I guess, actually a, a matching answer for the director. What did you What did you have there? Yeah, this seems like it would be perfect for Peter Jackson. I would agree. I think the scope is there for him. He's got all the, the the reps from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'd it really like sort of had of a Lord of the Rings vibe to it. Well, when what's his face, uh, Yupa, 
when he comes in, very Gandalf-esque, right. riding in right. on uh, into the Shire. I would agree. Who is your, your second pick? Yeah, and then I was thinking of Paul um, Verhoeven. Uh, he did uh, Starship Troopers, which featured the planet that had all the bugs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, you know, why not? You think, uh, Christ, what is his name? The guy who's got the big head, Doobie Hauser, Doogie Hauser. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, oh my God, he's Barney. I can't remember. You know what? I'm oh, this sorry. is sad. Yeah, um, this is. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick I to, Harris. I had to think of White Castle. I was like, okay, I remember <laughs> one of these movies. Uh, I had Denise. He was one of your childhood heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. I know some people had posters of uh, women, but I, I had a Doogie Howser poster, just so everyone I knows. I mean, Barney was your, you know, one of your favorite. Uh, I was more of a I was more of a Ted Mosby at that point in my Oh, life. Ted Mosby, that's yeah. right. Why what did I call him Barney? What Barney, I mean he is Barney, but I I mean yeah. I was a, you know, I fell more into the category of a oh, Ted yeah, Mosby in right. high school for sure. I was never the, <laughs> the ladies man that Barney was. I'm not hooking Su- up at the Yeah, bar. you didn't suit up. I wish I could have. Uh, maybe I would have done better in high school. Uh, who did you have as your Nausicaa? Uh, well, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, which actually they 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 basically said that she seemed to, you know, she was mirroring. Maybe, yeah, exactly. The yeah the the comparison between Ray and Nausicaa is it's not too hard. Even just the introduction of that character, Nausicaa going in to find the Ohm shell, Ray going in and seeing was it a battleship or something that she was gutting in the movie. I can't yeah, remember the right. Force Awakens. Um, I don't think that's a bad choice. I do have, uh, I guess, some questions for the the boy that you're pairing him with because Daisy Ridley is a it's a grown ass woman. But <laughs> I had um, well, that's true. I mean, I started thinking about that after, and I'm like, well, yeah, she's. I, she's I like a the old. mental image of this. I'm we're not gonna spoil it, but this little boy picking up uh, Daisy Ridley, dirty dancing style at the end of the movie, it's spinning her. Well, he's he's like. 15 years old at this point but daisy really is what like she's like 24 25 yeah yeah Yeah. hey you know jailbait has never been i mean technically nausicaa is jailbait so who knows uh i had sophia lillis who is from the it franchise i was trying to find redheads or people who have like my second choice saoirse ronan um i think i just like sophia lillis in that role i think she just got the look maybe she grows her hair out a little bit um, but in terms of just looks and maybe potential, I think she can step into the Nasa Coral and give it a, give it a good shot. Who do you got as your master swordsman, Lord Yupa? Uh, I came up with Jason Momoa. So you went young, which I was surprised by because I see Yupa as this old, older dude, but I guess he does have that cool haircut. It's like, he's got the dark hair on top and the yeah. shaved sides, but the, well, I just thought that. You know, Jason Momoa is sort of a he's he's a swordsman. You know what I mean? Is I was he? Looking, <laughs> well, I mean, if you watch that Disney, um, he's a swordsman. See, maybe in bed, hook it up with Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> ex-wife. <laughs> so oh, maybe no. that's the only case. He's a stick man, if anything. Yeah, but he looks like he. I mean, because you got to be a man. I mean, I'm looking at your picks. Mm-hmm. And visually, you know, in terms of their look, older, but I just don't look at Jeff Bridges. You got Jeff Bridges and Kurt Russell. 
Kurt Russell, I think, is probably the better of those two choices because, you know, in The Hateful Eight, that's the picture that I chose as a reference point. I think he's a little bit more mobile than Jeff Bridges. I need somebody who's going to be a little bit more agile, someone who's going to be flying in crouch style, which Lord Yupa does all the time. He just dives in in a cannonball. Well, that's the thing. They, they're not really action stars. Yeah. I mean, Christ, Liam Neeson was... What almost sixty fucking years old, if not so? Yeah. When he was well, cutting he's, people he's down. He's an anomaly. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's a he's a big dick. Six how many, five Irish. How many man. guys that? Yeah, you know the Taken movies. All of a sudden, he's you know the unexpected action hero. It's a classic role. We'll have yeah. to do that on uh, another podcast one day. The Taken <laughs> anime. <laughs> yeah. Who is your Kushana? Um, I had Jennifer Lawrence. I don't. I think that's not a bad pick. Yeah. I think she would be uh, comparable. Uh, I had Jessica Chastain or Claire Danes, both a little bit older, a little bit older than Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jessica Chastain is probably my number one pick. My Galaxy Yeah, I pick. actually thought of her myself. Yeah. Or, you know, you could have even thrown um, Claire Blanchett or no, no, what? not Kate Blanchett, excuse me. Just... Yeah, Kate Blanchett's, I think, a little too old for the part. Yeah. I guess I would have loved to know, like, how old exactly is Kushana, because I understand Nausicaa to be 16. Yeah, she looks actually pretty young. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, that's why I said Jennifer Lawrence wasn't the, the worst pick. Jennifer Lawrence is 30-something at this point, so yeah, well, she can me. pull it off. I had uh, one more Galaxy Brain pick. It was Rachel Brosnana, or Brosnahan, who was in The Golden Arm, uh, which was... <laughs> A, a now defunct Quibi show. Did you ever hear about this fucking show? No. Look up The Golden Arm at some point because it's one of, I mean, I've only seen clips, but I don't know how something like that got greenlighted. I don't know how Quibi even got greenlighted, but it kind of goes to show so why. So because that... she had The Golden Arm and Kushana had that, you know, face prosthetic arm. I think, yeah. I mean, there's a Now, was that point. arm taken off by a bug? Is that what happened to her? Yeah. She insinuates that, you know, once she takes a husband, he's going to see all the, the deformities of losing it to the ohm. So she's 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 the no no legs and the one arm. <laughs> she, she's got one for one for eating and one for flicking the bean. And that's about it. That's all you need. I oh, th- see. Now, I didn't realize that her legs were gone, too. I always thought it was the... I mean, now that I'm looking at the picture... I guess I'm only assuming she only took her hand off in that yeah. one scene. So that's yeah. And now that you're, you know, you can see that she has like this armor. I thought it was just armor. Yeah. No, it's some weird mechanized prosthetic because she can move her hands around. But yeah, if uh, if Rachel Brosnahan isn't reeling from the the Quibi failure, I'm sure she would love to take this job. The golden arm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What and what does this golden arm do? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I think it's just, I really, I cannot tell you because I don't know. I just understand that she had a golden arm and she loved it. If This is just going to have to be, you know, your own personal research. We can't be talking about quibby fucking shows. Yeah. Uh, you're, you, uh, I liked your Obaba uh, more than I liked mine, but who, who did you have as your Obaba? Yeah, I had Maggie Smith. And she was the in um, the Harry Potter, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think she did Downton Abbey as well. Right. <laughs> She, I mean, she's old enough. We really needed to get someone up in age. I mean, how old is Maggie Smith? Like 80-something? Yeah, I don't know her exact age. Yeah. Well, I also went with someone a little bit older. I got uh, Dame Judy Dench. Yeah, 
That's a pretty good pick. If she was able to get cats off the ground with just her star power and uh, Ewan McKellen or whatever his name is, you know, <laughs> if you know, if she was in cats, she she could be in Nausicaa. Yeah. So I feel like Dame Judi Dents needs a win. Uh, we had some interesting picks for Kuratawa. Um, I, you know, your pick was is controversial. Who did you have as your your Kuratawa? I had uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, who yeah. just stepped down, so he's yeah. available. He's not doing fantastic yeah, piece anymore. Yeah, considering that he just lost his lawsuit and uh, lost I his guess, job. <laughs> yeah, lost his job. Fantastic beast. He, it's looking grim for Johnny right now. So if he could somehow land this part, I'm sure he'd take it. But <laughs> did you ever read that Rolling Stone article about him? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. About all the wine he drank and every. Oh, oh well. I have no problem with that. Yeah, but. the wine, the wine <laughs> part is fine. I love the the anecdote that he had like this giant mound of, I want to say it was tobacco and pot. He was just rolling spliffs all the time. Johnny Depp is a cr- fucking crazy person. He definitely is. Uh, you know, you got to respect anybody who can get that fucked up. All I think the, time. the the character he played in Pirates of the Caribbean is probably pretty close to how he is in real life. I. I think he probably wishes that were true. Yeah, if exactly. he could be Captain Jack Sparrow, I think Johnny Depp would be yeah. a happier person. Yeah. I think that was his closest true life performance, but yeah, <laughs> that was his apex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had, you know, I came around to my second pick a little bit more than my first, but I had Carl Urban. Uh, originally, he was in The Boys. He was in Thor Ragnarok. Um, I picked him mostly because I, I thought he kind of looked like the character, but. Ethan Hawke is is gonna win that part for me, just because I'm a I'm a big Ethan Hawke guy now. Ever since I saw First Reformed and the Before Sunset trilogy, you know, Ethan Hawke has a place in my heart now. Okay, um, yeah, I'm good with those. Now we have your your controversial jailbait hookup with Daisy Ridley pick. <laughs> He's 15. <laughs> That's not legal. What yeah, but by the time this this film gets green lighted. I mean, he'll probably be like 18 by the time they film, you know, he'll. Yeah, I hopefully mean, he becomes yeah. a man. I mean, this is Ridley. sort of something in the future, but he, I mean, he looks sort of just like the character. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was. A I bad guess that's character. what I was. I wasn't really, you know, taking in his age. Yeah, it's okay. What was, who did you, who did but you the, have? Yeah, but the thing of it is, is the other character, um, Nausicaa is supposedly 16. So that's where I came in. But then, of course, my Daisy Ridley is a little, <laughs> is a little old. Hopefully she can pull off a, you know, but that happens all the time. You always have 20-year-old actresses playing some high school girl. You yeah. Know, so. Usually it's not like the very young guy yeah. hooking up with a. He does a, have, he does look exceptionally young. So I don't like, think we've even said his name yet. Oh, <laughs> Noah Jupe. Yeah, he was what in the Undoing. He was in Ah oh, Jesus. I had just looked this up. Oh, he was in Honey Boy. Honey Boy. That's yeah. what it was. He that played was a young Shia. That, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He played a young Shia. Yeah. So I think that that that's a very smart casting. Shia LaBeouf would sign off on that for sure. Yeah. Just because I had a little bit of a, an older actress as my my choice, even though. Um, my first one was like eighteen. I just had Tom Holland. This kind of felt like a throwaway, and I, you know, I, I'm surprised you you don't you seem like you're down on Tom Holland. Every time I bring him up, you just like you, you're not really. His lips board. are just so fucking thin. Is really the problem. Like if he had just a larger top lip, I would be a hundred percent in on Tom Holland. But I mean, he's just Peter Parker. I haven't seen anything where I'm just like Tom Holland needs to be in every movie. He doesn't have that Chalamet effect where. 
I'm just dying to see what. No, I mean he he doesn't seem like he has the the charisma or whatever. I mean, obviously, I mean I haven't watched the Spider Man movies, so. I mean they they are what they are. They're they're a superhero movie. Yeah, it I, seems like they always have a hard time casting the Spider Man. I think that might be one of the better ones. I mean, Tobey Maguire wasn't bad. I didn't really. Care well, about. when he when they first announced Tobey Maguire, it seemed like everybody was down. I was like, what, Tobey Maguire? But actually, uh, he wasn't too bad. But not until the third one when he went emo yeah. and he was running around town with his little goth hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was always a huge Spider. I mean, when as a kid, I loved Spider Man. I used to draw Spider Man all the time. Like there was a time in my life where I thought I was going to be like a comic book artist. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought I was going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to step uh, yeah, in the I, I kept like trying to get spiders to bite me and you know started yeah. trying to find out I if I could I stuck my get... arm in the crawl space every yeah. morning and tried to get something no, nuclear. No, no, I wasn't, uh, wasn't aspiring to be Spider-Man, but I definitely was thinking that I could be a comic artist, but That's Spider-Man such a was my hero. Funny thing that a lot of kids will just have like something that they just draw all the time. Because I used to do pictures of Sonic the hedgehog i used to always fucking draw sonic the hedgehog yeah i remember i mean i don't know if you're gonna be able to pick up on this reference but there was a moment in time where i tried to convince mom that i had created a character from the tv show chalk zone it was like this tv show that was on i believe it was nickelodeon but i just wholesale drew it was uh like the main fucking dude from Chalk Zone. And I was just like, I went up to mom after. I was like, yeah, I made this. This is all me. <laughs> but I just, I mean, I don't think she believed Oh, me. you plagiarized a character and you I, tried to pass it off as your own? I did. I absolutely tried to nice. steal Chalk Zone for my own. And and did mom buy it? Uh, Yeah. She tried to get me, uh, you know, a seat at, uh, she tried to get me into a pitch meeting, but I, I backed oh, out. I geez. told her the truth. <laughs> news to me but hey that's great there's a lot of things you don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> i'm finding that out as, as i come to tell you every week yeah i had a couple throwaways with my listelle and i'm just gonna run through them because i didn't even pick somebody for this because i i i mean she's dead right yeah away. she was like i mean she had such a bit part i mean you could have thrown anybody in there yeah. i mean nobody's really gonna take this on and have the one see, scene where she gets basically you know toasted yeah she her breasts are looked at yeah she gets a breast she's, examination she's immediately dismissed uh, maybe she saw like some shrapnel or something i, I just know. yeah there was I, no blood though there was no, nothing yeah, there exactly that's what i kept thinking that maybe she saw some kind of massive wound and she was like oh she's done for yeah. but you know and uh i mean she breaks the chain but then you don't i don't think they she don't doesn't appear her. again they don't i don't see them burying her or anything yeah. and nobody asked about her after yeah, they. She just tells uh, Asbel that she's dead, and there's like, oh, my twin sister, and that's. I mean, that's what I was trying to think when I was casting it. I was just like, who could even remotely be Tom Holland's yeah. sister? But I fucking. That's you know. the most unexplained aspect of the movie was that her appearance and yeah, and then just a p- disappearance. Just Whatever. having small tits. Like, yeah. how dare she? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely gonna have to find out what the hell that was all about. I'm That's gonna have to go the to Miyazaki the Miyazaki. Yeah, the fan blogs or something. <laughs> the Miyazaki secrets. Well, maybe the manga. Maybe it, there's a little bit. There's a full frontal scene right away. Yeah. Who knows? I know that. I mean, I've read when I was finding out the, about the big breast thing. I guess there is a, a somewhat of a nude scene for Nausicaa, and he was very embarrassed about it. Yeah. But I was like confused from the get go. I was like, whoa, she's just like an undress this girl, and I. <laughs> yeah, she's just gonna motorboat her. Like, well, yeah, what the hell am I? <laughs> what are we watching here? And I was just like, and then it quickly just like, nope, yeah. zipped it back up. But it's tough. 
that that scene made no sense. It's tough. Uh, you know, I had Anna Taylor Joy, Al Fanning, and Millie Bobby Brown. It really was a throwaway. Yeah. Uh, I liked my my mayor of Pejite. I didn't think yours was actually bad either. Who who was your your mayor? Yeah, I had Orlando Bloom. I think Orlando Bloom needs this. I think he needs a he needs a good role. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete, being that Peter Jackson is going to be our director, or at least I perceive to be director. You uh-huh. know, he's going to just bring in the whole. Lord of the Rings cast, you know. He, you think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I understand plays into your next pick, but we'll yeah. get into that yeah. in a second. Yeah, I I mean, ever since Orlando Bloom's got his dick exposed with Katy Perry, it's it's just not been there for him. I don't what, think I... What? He was on some sort of paddleboard with uh, his girlfriend at the time, Katy Perry, with just naked and paparazzi. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had forgotten that he was hooked up with uh, Katy Perry. I mean, Orlando Bloom has been around, you know. You don't get to be handsome in Hollywood. But really, where is he? What's happened to him? Has he just gotten too old? I mean, I don't see him in any real films. He was in that, that, uh, is it Netflix or Amazon, where he's in that weird, that world where there's fairies and stuff like that. Have you seen that? Uh, I want to think I understand what you're saying. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I can't. There's some crazy sex scenes, you know, where the the fairies are flying and he, you know, they they're levitating and stuff like that. Oh no, you're Might gonna have to check it out. I actually, I, I when you said the sympathizer, I can't believe I didn't recognize that because I I know who that is. So oh, I, I finally know what that book is. Okay, um, bring it up in our uh, yeah notes we'll, and errata. We'll come back. <laughs> uh, I had just Josh Brolin. I thought he kind of had that strong jawed look to him for the mayor of Pejite. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty no. That's casting. that's a pretty good pick. Uh, who was your Mito as our our last casting? Yeah, I had uh, John Rhys Davies, who was the yeah he dwarf? was the dwarf in Lord of the Rings. I like Grimly. Grimly. I think that was. What has this pick. man done since? Uh, well, he was in um, um, wow, what the heck was the. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe. That was like his original like claim to fame. But I'm talking about nowadays. What the I fuck know, is John well, Rice davies doing no, now? No, I think the last thing he did was probably, you know. He's still cashing Lord of the Rings checks, yeah, you think? Uh, Anytime it comes on TNT. Come on, gets... that must have been a, a huge payday for him. Yeah, you are a pretty classic dwarf character. You're not really going to get beaten out. For my uh, <laughs> He's Mito... looking for dwarf characters. Dwarf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's... he's pigeonholed now as a dwarf hey you know if you're good at what you do you just gotta you know keep rolling maybe that's the whole problem with frodo yeah i mean i actually wanted to somehow put him in this movie yeah i mean i really i don't really know where he would fit in no i didn't know either but i'm i think he would make a cameo you know i would hope elijah wood is just getting cameos whatever he wants that man needs to be like i uh, said peter jackson is just going to bring in the whole cast and it's just going to be a throwback to lord of the rings and but you know set in a nausicaa world yeah post-apocalyptic world of bugs bug bullshit yeah uh i had bruce willis as my mito which i think is a home run i he's in this picture i have him as this yeah you have him with this stellar beard that he's got going now the mustache in this picture i don't know if anyone i mean what is it when everybody gets old they just stop shaving that might have been for a movie i can't remember if that was for a specific film oh um but i mean just like letterman i mean what's up with that 
as someone who is a is a heavily bearded man, yeah. tread lightly. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't speak ill on the on the face whiskers. I think but... I'm just gonna go for it too. I think it's about time that I try to compete with you. You I mean I've been fucking daring you to do so. We That's might have to case. change the uh the graphic for our uh podcast. So oh, yeah. you know. Shout once out, my beard gets out there. Shout out Bobby Boyer for doing our, our art. Uh once he gets his twitch stream name all set up we'll we'll shout them out but for sure yeah uh wow i mean i don't know if you know this dad but it's last call already yeah we we've made it through this we we didn't make any mistakes i'm relatively sober which is kind of uh sad for me but you know what what are some questions you have for the well if you want i can pour you you know um, that might be a a post post podcast yeah just to know that i got through it okay yeah and we didn't just shut down like the last yeah. one. Because we are doing this live and you do have to live. Go <laughs> We're not doing Streaming a Zoom call. <clears throat> Any questions? Well, I mean, the, the main question I had was the whole like zippering down the, the front of the blouse there. But yeah. um, How big were they? <laughs> obviously. Not impressive enough no, to exactly. save her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica wanna... knew that she still held the title, so. Thank God. Yeah. I almost put in, um, I mean, this is kind of backtracking, but I was just like, maybe I should just try to get, like, actresses with big racks. I was going to put in that girl from Euphoria, something Sweeney, you know, Alexandra Daddario, but I, I'm not a complete misogynist. I so. mean, for a girl that's supposedly 16... I mean, no. Let's, I let's, wanna... let's, yeah. yeah not... As somebody who has been very strong about not talking about minors, let's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? We're trying to lie. I want to know why. How did her shirt turn blue at the end? Because she had swapped shirts with that girl on the uh, on the ship when she escaped, and it was like a pinkish red. Well, I think supposedly the blue was the blood from the. Um... But it dyed it perfectly. It just fucking perfectly covered it yeah. in a blue yeah. hue. It would have been purple if yeah. it was an originally a red fucking thing and it was blue blood. It would have been a purple thing. Yeah. I. Uh, from what I read, that's why it turned blue. It's supposedly from the blood of the, the ohms. Yeah. But. I, you know, I didn't like that. I thought of that course, was that lazy. had to, you know, it had to turn blue because that was part of the prophecy. For sure. I mean, you know, if anything, just make her fucking wear blue yeah. in the first place. Like, yeah. don't make it just half-assed like, oh, yeah, that she's covered in blood yeah. and it's perfectly dyed her clothing. I think that was an oversight by Miyazaki. And he was like, oh, uh, I, I she has to be blue. Uh, yeah, it was blue blood. Yeah. <laughs> Considering everything we know about him just not wanting to do this, uh, I'm sure he kind of just shrugged his shoulders. I kind of want to know where the giant warriors came from. If this is supposed to be a thousand years in a ostensibly a an Earth, because there's a submarine at the end mm. uh, that they're hiding in, where are these big warriors coming from? The giant god warriors? And yeah, I, I don't I don't know what they were all about to begin with. Yeah, and um, how they were formed or what you know. Supposedly, this is Earth, right? And I they, guess so. Yeah, and. They were some kind of biological weapon or something weird. I, I, I think I read something like that. Yeah. But no. And then they have the ability to, you know, almost create some kind of... Shoot nukes out of their yeah, mouth. Yeah, exactly. A nuke laser. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's one that was basically being hatched. I mean, so it needed to be formed and then they brought it out too early and then it ended up, you know, 
disintegrating. Half cooked. Yeah, half cooked. <laughs> Melting. Fun fact, that was the, one of the key scenes that Hideki Anno uh, was responsible for, who was the Evangelion director, who I'm going to keep driving at home. We're going to get to these movies one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. You're you're <laughs> going to be surprised as to why I keep talking about it. Uh, but now we're... we're yeah, we're I heard yet. that he was, you know, that they brought him in to do that, which uh, I don't know what how that comes about or why it... Well, he eventually ended up being the voice of the main character in The Wind Rises, Hideki Anno. The oh, really? Yeah, he was asked by uh, Miyazaki to step into the role, which I thought was really funny. Because Anno is considered to be this really awkward, I mean, I'm not going to say autistic, but, you know, just a weird kind of dude. Uh, maybe that, that could be in the notes in Arata. Sorry to anybody who might be, you know, autistic. Uh, I also want to apologize to uh, Hong Kong Fui. <laughs> I think I might have jumped the gun as a as a cautious, you know, liberal minded twenty something. I maybe I maybe jumped the gun on that because I was doing some research and people seem to think Hong Kong Fu is a wholesome TV show. So, oh yeah, absolutely, it's I, a classic as far as I'm concerned. I just didn't know. Uh, I mean, it has a. I have fond memories of Hong Kong Fu. I mean, I was a fan. <laughs> Fond memories of Hong Kong Fui. <laughs> when I think about my childhood, I think about playing baseball. I mean, Scatman Crothers, man, was playing the voice. I mean, it, it's a classic, I'm telling you. Hanna-Barbera. I need, uh, we need to put some CGI Scatman in one of these movies. He, we just need more people of color. We, we're fucking casting a lot of white people. Yeah. Uh, well, I've already talked about that, though. I mean, every... The Anglo-Saxonization of... Well, right. Any, all of these animes, they everybody's depicted it sort of as a white person and but whatever yeah you know. uh let's not go there anything that you want to apologize for aside from your constant lambasting of <laughs> american looking people yeah uh no i mean i don't i don't remember that we have anything that uh other than i forgot do you know the name of the author for the sympathizer uh it's like i could it's like nugent or it's like Viet, Viet Than Nugent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. And he's a genius. So yeah. he literally has a genius. Yeah. Uh, well, that's how I came across the book somehow. Somebody was like highly recommended, but. Did you just, do you have it around here? I don't know where I have it. I don't know if I bought it as a ebook or whatever, but. I'll have to get to it. It's but. something you probably should read. I would love to. I would love yeah. to know what, uh you know, geniuses are doing nowadays. <laughs> yeah. What. Do you have as your rating for this? Uh, the Louis this Martini? M. Martini, yeah. The rating on it. Hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um. What can how how can we rate it? We gonna come up with how, how is it related in terms of our movie here? Um, you could pick anything. You could yeah. just <laughs> say anything. Arbitrary. Eight out of ten ohms or something like yeah. that. Eight yeah. ohm eyes out of fourteen. Yeah. Well, that would actually be kind of a middling review. <laughs> <laughs> middling review yeah. i have uh four collapsing atmospheres out of five uh, okay it's a pretty good wine yeah i miss the barrel the bourbon barrels i think those are probably my favorite yeah I, I mean i think we've run out i mean i've been looking for some new ones and i can't i can't find any so people need to jump on the game dude that's yeah. where the future of wine is yeah i i'm i'm a fan no doubt <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We will be back next week. Thank you guys again. Uh, All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.